Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hi. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I thought I was like super on top of things today. I actually posted an Instagram reel about this because I was laughing at myself. I was just like, man, look at me checking things off my to-do list. Look at me. And then I realized it was all things from like yesterday's to-do list that I didn't do. (laughs) Today's Wednesday that we're recording. Yesterday was Tuesday. So I'm a day late with all of my tasks, but I am on top of them. You are on top of yesterday. I'm on top of yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you that. just kind of like zoomed in from your travels. Yeah, I just got off a plane. We need to we need some updates. You didn't get off yes. a plane from New York, but you went you went to New York, you stayed at the Moxie, you played mm-hmm. ski ball. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you went to North Carolina. So like we're going to need yeah. all the updates. Yeah, it was such a whirlwind. On Sunday night, I was like, what in the world have I done? Because we got back from New York at like 10, 1030, and I had to basically wake up at 5 a.m. to get on, you know, an 8 a.m. flight out of Philadelphia. And I was like, no. oh my gosh, to go to Charlotte. Yeah. So I was pretty pooped, but no, New York was awesome. So we ended up, I ended up inviting Isabel's best friend and her mom. And so it was lovely because it was like a perfect mom tag team. Like Mm -hmm. I went off because I had my retreat that I was going to Friday night for a little bit and then all day Saturday. So while I was doing that, they could kind of chill and shop and explore. And then when I came back, I kind of relieved her a little while and was like, go get a coffee, take a walk, you know, but the, the moxie did not disappoint. It was you sent so me a fun. video. It looked fun. It was really fun. It had the ski ball. It had like life size Connect Four. It had the old Pac Man video game with Donkey Kong. It had all these board games. It had a basketball court, foosball. It was perfect for kids. And so I the girls though, had an amazing time. I, I think though, what that really says is that like we all just want to play like we did when we were kids. Like, why is that not a thing more? Yeah. At more hotels. Yeah. Who wants it was, like some swanky, classy hotel? No, we want ski ball and yes. Life Size Connect Four. Exactly. So it was it was really fun. Oh, the bar was called Recreation, which cute. I thought was such a cute name. The customer service was above and beyond. Okay. So that was, you know, a really pleasant surprise. But man, by the time Sunday night rolls around, I love New York, but I also love leaving New York. Yeah. It just feels like you've sort of been shot out shot out of a cannon the whole time that you're there. Yeah. So um so yes. So then and okay, so ski ball. You know, I didn't my game did not improve in any way. <laughs> 
you know, I, 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 I don't know. I don't really know what was going on, but the game didn't improve significantly, but I okay. still really, really enjoyed it. Okay, good. Um, yeah. All that matters when it comes mm-hmm. to ski ball. Mm-hmm. I've been fun. Yeah. And then, so then flew to Charlotte the next morning, just got back from there today on Wednesday. And I was one of the featured speakers at this um, event called the American Staffing Association Thrive Live. It was amazing. It was like 300 people. They had sequins, like um, tablecloths and flowered tablecloths. They had a Barbie booth that you could take pictures in and a pop-up shop. And I got to meet Jess Ekstrom in person, mm-hmm. who's one of my big mentors, which was amazing. Okay. Yeah. And my talk was very well received, despite me giving it on several nights of four hours of sleep. I mean, <laughs> I, I never have any doubt that you will kill at these events, but I'm glad it went well. But I think you're skipping over something like what? kind of important about New York. What? You had a major celeb sighting. Oh, yes, Brooke. I had to play Sweta it so weather. Cool. Sweta weather. So Isabel decided that she wanted to get her ears pierced, which was a big deal because, you know, she hasn't been ready up until now, but it felt like this really exciting moment to do it. And her friend has her ears pierced, but decided to get a second row. So we were Googling, like, where are we going to get our ears pierced at the last minute like this? And we ended up finding this place called, like, Maria Tosh, which based on the bill that I received for the ear piercing, um, it has come to my attention that it is a luxury spot. Oh. Uh uh It is a luxury, uh, you know, piercing to the stars. So, uh uh-huh. And um, so I think the stars frequent there. Taylor Swift, apparently, Brooke. She didn't get a piercing there, but she got... So they're also famous for their jewelry because you can look on there and it'll say, like, here's Taylor Swift at the VMAs in 2023 wearing our jewelry, okay? That she lost. Like, she lost, like, a gem for, or like, a diamond oh. or some sort of fancy stone. Anyway. Really? Not so anyway, here, out but... of the corner. And I, it was funny because this place was in Soho and... The mom and the little girl that we were traveling with, they haven't been to New York hardly at all. But I was like, Soho is where you see celebrities. I've never been to Soho and not seen a celebrity. But hadn't seen one, you know. It was a bit of a dry spell. Out of the corner of my eye, I see her. Maya Rudolph with her daughter getting, you know, her daughter getting pierced or whatever. So I I had to play it cool because it was like, you know how a lot of times celebrities sitting, they're just passing by you. Like she's like sitting in the waiting room with us. Yeah. And you don't want to be that weirdo who's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm such a fan, even though you probably really wanted to. Yeah. So I just kind of gave her like a cute knowing smile and then yeah. like looked away and just kept on with my business. But it was That's funny when cool she walked out of the store, everybody was like, oh my God, you know, to see the reactions of everybody. It's like, I how, love how weird would that be to walk around like that all day? I know. Like, everybody knows who you are. Everybody. So I mean, strange. maybe not everybody, but most people. You should know who Maya Rudolph is. But did I ever tell you the time I saw Anne Hathaway in a fitting room? No. <laughs> I was at Vera Wang in New York. Oh, as one does. No. I was... Um, when my brother and my sister-in-law got married, I was one of their bridesmaids, and my sister-in-law um, was getting these beautiful Vera Wang bridesmaids dresses from 
Bloomingdale's, but for some reason we had to like go to a fitting at the Vera Wang store. Mm-hmm. So it was a little fancier than just Bloomies. But I'm like in the fitting room, standing up on the thing, um, you know, with my dress on. They're trying to figure <laughs> out like where they would have to take it in. And this woman comes out of a fitting room, like looking for her friend. And I made contact with my sister-in-law, who like my eyes like got really wide. And my sister-in-law <laughs> gave me that look like, don't say be cool cool. and I was just like but it was pretty cool yeah it was pretty cool and uh I've had some really good like I don't even go to New York that much but I also like feel like I've seen a celebrity almost every time I was there it's just fun celebrities they're just like us they're just like us. They take With their daughters to get their ears pierced, too. At the luxury piercing place. But it was funny because I feel like the girls felt a little bit left out because I told them, I was like, oh, my God, I just saw. And they were like, who? You know, like, yeah. it's not somebody they would know. So I was no. showing them and they were like, okay, okay, cool. Like showing, you know, her pictures online and everything. So they were like, okay, all right. We feel like But did you so show them the Sweta Weather skit afterwards? No, because I need that's, to. That's my root. Off an Amy Poehler. Oh my God. I love it. Oh, she's so great. I freaking love it. But it did remind me about our Saturday Night Live tickets. And we are not going to hear if we don't get them, right? You only hear like if you get tickets, right? I think you only hear like if you've, if your name has been drawn and they only give you like a week or two notice, I think. Right. Right. And we'd have to. And with the writer's strike being over now, because I'm sure things, Mm. the schedule might have gotten in. Although they write kind of every week, like in real time, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of not like a show where you're writing all summer for a whole fall season. So, Well, my fingers are crossed. Did you submit by yeah, August yeah. 31st? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just making mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. 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 Me too. Mm-hmm. Same Yeah, because what... there is a chance that Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson, I mean, I hope they do last because they have children now, but there's a chance that they might not. So, you know, I got to get up there. You also have a husband. <laughs> right. I forgot <laughs> Just, I just wanted to throw that out there. He'd be mm-hmm. fine with it, though, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I think right. so. Whatever makes me happy. Okay. Well, <laughs> kind of circling back to my Rudolph sweater weather, mm-hmm. I want to let you know that I'm in my sweatshirt era. Um, I but have it is fish- eighty degrees today. It is eighty degrees, <laughs> but I have started accumulating more sweatshirts that don't look like sweatshirts because yes. I'm just in my cozy sweatshirt era and. Yes. Um, I have found like the ultimate fancy sweatshirt that I can get away with, like on a zoom call, it'll look like a sweater or like a nice, um, I don't know, just a nice top. Whereas truly Mm -hmm. it is a fancy sweatshirt Mm -hmm. that feels just as cozy as a regular Mm -hmm. crew neck, but it's this, this, um, three quarters zip, right? Three quarters zip, one quarter zip, quarter zip. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Quarter zip. I feel like three quarter zip would be like down to your belly button. That's wrong. Yep. Scratch that. (laughs) It's a quarter zip sweatshirt from Target. It's like 30 bucks, but I got it on sale. And right now is still circle week. Mm. Um, I think through October 7th. So if our listeners want to get on that, you get like 30% off. Mm. Um, I have now 
purchased it in four colors <laughs> and it's like the perfect I showed you on Zoom last week and you said it wouldn't work for you but it's it's good for me because I'm like short-waisted so it just doesn't yes. feel like a slouchy sweatshirt yes and it's got like it's a little fitted at the bottom it's got the you, quarter zip loving the gold zipper it it's just a, oh. It's everything I've ever wanted in a sweatshirt. So I just... Are you going to leave a review for this sweatshirt? I feel like you should. I feel like Yeah. I mean, obviously. I did I mean, just... you just said it's everything I've ever wanted in a sweatshirt. I feel okay. like people need to know that as they're this considering is true. this purchase. I can't take full credit for finding this sweatshirt. It was shared in the G Thanks Just Bought It Facebook group, which is like wonderful for finding mm-hmm. great recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't like take all the credit, but I'll take some of it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm so, so happy for you. Oh, thank you. It's been a, it's been a really great great, great time for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm overdue. I need a clothing refresh. I need to dump everything out of my closet, do a little KonMari session and decide what sparks joy. Cause I'm feeling like I'm in a little bit of a slump. I actually just put in a stitch fix order. Did you? Yeah. I haven't done stitch fix in, I don't know, six, seven years or something, yeah, but I'm looking for a very particular thing. I'm looking for cute blouses that I can wear with jeans and boots. Mm-hmm. And I have a very specific idea of what I want the blouse to look like. Also because I need cute blouses for Zoom. I yeah. feel like I've kind of overcorrected in my life. I was very corporate and then I had all that kind of stuff. And then when I went to this job, which was a lot more, you know, like working one-on-one in people's homes, I was wearing like leggings and a black t-shirt practically. Yeah. But now that I'm doing more speaking and so much more Zoom and all that, like I, I'm like, Ugh, I don't have any like nice tops. Fancy sweatshirts. but Fancy sweatshirts. So we're going to see what Stitch Fix comes up with. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I haven't done Stitch Fix in years. Can you like really get specific about what you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I was specific whether or not that will result in me receiving what I am looking for is yet to be determined. Okay. We will find out. Yes. Listeners are riveted. Keep us posted. <laughs> um, I also wanted to follow up that, remember you reminded me of the Sephora contraption that tells yes. you like what skin tone or what products are perfect for your skin tone? Yes. Uh, perfect match. Uh-huh. Just an FYI, the Sephora inside of Kohl's does not have the contraption. No contraption there. No contraption. That is where I purchased my Rare Beauty concealer, took it back, exchanged it for a different shade, which I'm still not sure is the perfect shade. So I might have to take a little field trip. The you nearest the contraption. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The nearest standalone Sephora is like 25 minutes away. It's on 202, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah, So I might have to go out to Glen Mills and, uh, and just get this taken care of. But also I don't think I can exchange something purchased at the Kohl's Sephora at a standalone Sephora. So now I get into the whole, like, it's a whole thing, Amanda. I should have just gone to Sephora in the first place. Anyway, now I know, and now no, you know. you know. You had, yeah. you know, you got to learn things the hard way sometimes, Brooke. Speaking of ugh, things that are just, I think I lost, I think I lost all of my chargers in New York City. Oh, no. All are of my chargers so... and all of my cat cables because mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think I lost my emergency charger that I love so much. I think I think I lost like $200 worth of chargers in New York no. City. I know. So you're always so on top I of know. the it was electronics. Just, I know. So that's got me feeling all because it's kind of like, like I was going to reach out to the hotel or the Lyft driver and ask him if I left it there. But like, even if I did, like they FedEx it to me, it's going to cost me yeah. like the same amount that it will to just buy a new charger. Mm. But I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you. Oh, I just have to say this really funny thing that happened when I gave this talk in Charlotte. So, you know, I'm, you know, I think I'm funny. I do too. <laughs> so I have a podcast with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think I'm funny? Yeah. Or you think you're, fu- okay. Yeah. You no, think I'm I think you're funny. I mean, I, I fancy myself hilarious too, but I think you are funny. <laughs> right. So I would say that this talk this week was more on the funny side because I was just totally loopy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I was like up there, like feeling myself, feeling the comedy, whatever. And I have this new shtick that I have about, you know, like we all feel like we have to have the right path and, you know, wear the right clothes and the right da da da. And we all have to have a picture of us with our 2.5 children on the beach wearing all denim and white Mm -hmm. and like everybody's laughing hysterically because half of the people in the room have that picture yeah and they know exactly what I'm talking about this woman comes up to me after the talk she's like you are never gonna believe the text conversation that I was literally having as those words came out of your mouth and she was like look at this this is me texting back and forth with my family and saying hey we gotta plan the family photo what are we gonna wear and somebody Mm -hmm. wrote back denim and white and white (laughs) I mean, it's better than khaki and white, which was like a real, was that like an early 2000s thing (laughs) when the matching outfits really? Yes. And it was so funny because I think it was maybe like when Fernando proposed to me, I think he said like, I will marry you, but I just want you to know that I will never, ever take a picture of us with our children on the beach wearing denim and white. Like I can't do it. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I love you that you're American, the but there, there, there are limits, and that's yeah. the most American thing that exists, and I'm not doing it. I love it. I love that he thinks that's the most American thing that exists, and he's not wrong. <laughs> it's, it's pretty. I just gonna believe that gave me such a chuckle. Um, all right, well, let's take a little breaky poo, and we'll be right back. Sounds great. Okay. Hey, listeners, Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We are back. We are. And Ooh. that was a well-timed break because you got somebody at the door like the second we were like, let's take a break. I know. That never happens. Someone and now are you a little bit out of breath because you just came up the stairs? <laughs> a little winded. That was my exercise for the day. No. No. I, I'm happy to share that Graham and I have continued our morning walks. And as much as sometimes getting getting moving a little early in the mornings, it's like the weather's been beautiful. I've been getting yeah. steps in before 9 a.m. It's been good, but stairs still a challenge sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, media is decidedly flat, right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of flat. Yeah. Uh, no, there's 
there's some hell. There's some hell in there's there. Hells. Okay. Anyway, I did. I really want to just jump back to you being funny. I feel like this is. <laughs> I mean, you are funny. Sorry, I didn't mean for that to sound like an accusation. Can we revisit whether you are funny. <laughs> we revisit how you think you're funny. No, <laughs> I also think you're funny. But like, was this a miss opportunity? Like one of the queens of comedy. You were in the same room as her. Like, should you have just been like, I fancy myself a comedian too, because I'm sure that never happens to her. Oh, I'm <laughs> just sure. kidding. You I'm know, sure Rose, I just have, I have very, very strong feelings about how hard it is to be a celebrity. Yeah. I do. I have very strong feelings about this. I get it. And I'm just like, ugh. I mean, Taylor like Swift I would, can't even go like, to a football I did, game. I did think about this. I did think about actually DMing her <laughs> and saying, you know, I saw you in person. I never want to like encroach upon somebody's, you know, space when they're just like out in the world. But Especially I just want to just. Especially with their kid. Yeah. Yeah. So like I actually thought about DMing her. I'm sure that it's not in her. Either A, she doesn't read them at all. B, someone on her staff reads them. Or C, you know what I mean? But I, I thought about DMing her and just being like, I just want you to know it was awesome. And I yeah. am a comedian that is like 1% as funny as you are. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. she, you mm-hmm. guys could have been best friends. And that. Mm-hmm kind of um, is a nice segue into what we're talking about today because you are someone who can kind of like make a friend anywhere you go. Mm, And like you had some really nice little opportunities for connection over Mm -hmm. your travels. And it got us thinking about making connection when you least expect it and leaving room for those connections with an open mind. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, we've talked before about one of my um, values being depth. Mm -hmm. And my least favorite thing is to make a connection with people over super surfacey stuff like, oh, the weather and like, it's just like, I I, want to... I want to small, I want to fall asleep while standing. I love just like going right to the heart of it. And so, um, when I'm in the mood, when I'm kind of open, when I feel like the universe is speaking either a, I love, you know, when there's an opportunity to have that deep connection, I love the opportunity to go deeper, but I also just love the opportunity to like make somebody's day brighter by like really smiling at them or really like, I mean, even just this morning in the hotel where I was staying, the staff that were working at the breakfast were so lovely. Like every single time somebody would finish the plate, the woman just comes to them and said, I got you, put it right here. I got you. I got you. I got you. And she, I don't know. It was just like, and thank you so much. Breakfast was delicious. Have a great day. Like even just that little connection. But what got me thinking about this was kind of two different things. One was I had a Lyft driver come and pick me up at my house on Monday morning at like 530 in the morning. So I could just go right to the gate. I didn't have to worry about parking and all of this stuff. And I was exhausted, but I could tell he was like kind of my, you know, he he was like he was like your big, kind of people. He was my kind of people, you know, like this big African American guy, like super jolly, like had kind of had like these grandpa vibes, you know. We start talking, and like apparently he had been a chef for thirty years, mm-hmm. and um, at some of the fanciest restaurants, he was an executive chef. And we start talking about steaks, and it was hysterical because that was his specialty, like proteins. And he's like telling me the difference between the filet mignon and the T-bone and the porterhouse. And I'm Googling it and I have no idea. And how do you cut against the grain? And then we're learning. But then it takes such a strange turn where 
he was because we said something like I said something like wow you you know you must cook really fancy meals or something he was like no I have eaten like lobster tail my whole life like my idea of happiness right now is a salami sandwich and a snapple (laughs) and I was like oh my god I love snapple but the peach Mm. snapple it's so hard to find he was like what do you mean it's hard to find my wife gets some from BJ's like a whole case of it and I was like, I can't have a case of Snapple in my house. Like, I'll just down that stuff, you know? And he was like, you have a daughter, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you got to get on Snapple. He was like, you got to sit down with her after school. You got to crack open the peach Snapple and you got to have a conversation because Aww. she's going to open up to you. And it's all I about was, the Snapple. I was like, this is what I've been doing wrong. I haven't <laughs> been giving her peach Snapple. And it was I mean, we just had, at the end, he was like, I feel like we should exchange emails or something, which we didn't. But I left him like a really funny review about Porterhouse Steak and Snapple. Oh. But it was just such a great conversation. But then, you know, I get to Charlotte Airport and I took a totally other lift and I wasn't remotely interested in chatting with anybody and I didn't. And that was fine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was kind of like the universe was like, no, you kind of had your your deep connection for the day. So that's like just like one example. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And like, have you ever had those connections? Because I feel like you are more likely to have these connections than I am. Like I still, it depends, depends on the moment, but I still tend to be a little bit on the quieter side when I meet new people. Mm-hmm. But like, is there, have you ever had a connection like that, that you regret not keeping in touch with that person? Or are you someone who feels like that was kind of just meant to be an isolated connection with a human that like you learned things from each other and then you went on with your lives? And I don't know. I always have those moments where I'm like, should I have turned this into a friendship or is that simply what it was meant to be? Yeah, it was funny because I think he was sort of half serious when he was like, oh my God, we should exchange emails or something. And there was a brief moment of me that was like, we should. But then I was like, no, we're good. Like we got, like that was what it was meant to be, you know? Yeah. But there are other, I'm trying to think of a time that like I wish, there were actually a few people that I met in Charlotte that, um, I, you know, there was a woman, it's so interesting. I think we're going to have a topic come up soon about this phrase, I got you, because it keeps coming up in my life. It's Mm. very bizarre. Like, so I actually, I talk about Kai in my speech and I talk about how he said, I got you. And it was so funny because I had met this really lovely woman sitting next to her at, you know, one of the tables in the conference. And then right before I was getting ready to go on stage, I hadn't even told that story yet. She was like, I'm going to sit front and center and be smiling at you. She's like, I got you, girl. And I was like, that's the strangest thing because I'm literally going to say that exact phrase during my Mm. speech. And then, like I said, at breakfast this morning, this whole like, I got you. It was like this, I don't know. It's like this term of endearment kind of between two people that are like, we've met, you're cool. I'm here. I'm supporting you. I don't know. It was like, it was such an interesting thing. So that's an example of like, oh my gosh, I don't really remember her name. She was so nice. I wish I had kind of gotten her LinkedIn contact or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, um, you know, the idea that sometimes it's okay to take those moments as they were and not grow friendships. Um, But then thinking about how some of those moments can and do evolve into amazing friendships. Like I, you know, like ours, like ours. Like I've talked about 
you know, I think on our second episode, um, our meet cute and how like right away we kind of, you were like, and it wasn't in an imposing kind of way, but you were like, wow, this parenting thing is like really hard. Do you think you're going to have another kid? And it wasn't like, I didn't feel at all like you were prying or being nosy. It was more just a, a moment of connection. Yeah. And I took that and like, immediately knew that you were my people because Mm -hmm, we shared mm -hmm. we weren't just glossing over the difficulties of parenthood because it was our first meeting it was like I see you and you seem like someone who will understand me when I say this Mm -hmm. and so I don't know I've tried to take those little cues more often now I I think Mm -hmm. you know I know when when we met you know, I I was looking for connection. I was looking for depth. I did not want to hear like, oh yeah, little Johnny's playing t-ball. I'm like, I don't care. How are you doing as a mother? <laughs> Can we talk? <laughs> and when you pulled me into your mom group, I was so excited to meet people that were just talking about real stuff, you know, and just real, um, just real life. And, and nobody was trying to be perfect. Nobody was trying to pretend like they had this all figured out. And that was so refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also like the the people that I connect with the most are the ones who also understand that the best connections stand the test of time, even if they're not in a constant state. Like yes. I have so many people that I consider a close friend that I could call up and talk to for two hours, Mm -hmm. but we haven't spoken for four years, you know, aside from liking each other's posts on social media, which, you know, social media gets a bad rap because it's like we, we use it as connection sometimes in place of Mm. real connection. But I kind of look at the brighter side of it, that it it keeps me looped into what's going on in people's lives amidst such busy seasons for all of us that mm-hmm. we can pick up where we left off and not be blindsided by information or mm-hmm. life changes or illness or losses. Yeah. Another big connection that I had um, in Charlotte was you know, they had the, it was cool because it was a bigger conference, but the event organizers gave you the opportunity to sign up for a small intimate dinner on Monday night. And so you could just basically say, you know, here's the 10 restaurants where we're making reservations for 10 people, put them in the order that you think or whatever. And so I got chosen for this one restaurant and just paired with eight random women, seven random women. And so when you first get there, it's a little awkward. None of us know each other. Um, but we've all signed up for the dinner because we don't really know anybody else there. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I'm in a new city and there's lots of interesting people here. And so it was so interesting because whenever we would do like, so what do you do? It'd be like, well, I work and then and everybody. <laughs> but when we got to talking about real stuff, I mean, I ended up learning that, you know, this one woman who ended up, you know, with her twins in the NICU for three months. And what was that experience like? Another woman who was a referee for the Women's National Basketball Association for like 20 years as a side job. Like another woman who climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Another woman who her husband can't return to Jordan because there's like a warrant for his arrest for like a parking ticket. Oh my God. (laughs) 
wow, things got and, really, really deep, really fast. Oh my gosh. And we were just like hugging and laughing and we were at this amazing restaurant and just like enjoying the food so much. And I of course told them about, you know, my porterhouse and Snapple guy. And like, it was so fun. Like the next morning before my talk, they're all hugging me and like, oh my God, you're going to crush it. And we're so Aww. excited for you. And they were like my besties. And I think those are women. We're all on an email chain now and they'll probably see each other all again at Nashville for the next conference, which unless they hire me to speak again, I'm not sure I'll be there, but (laughs) so it's like, wow, I have new friends. Like, so what was the, what was the secret sauce there? Was it that you all just showed up open to these conversations? Was it that there was a prompt to start these conversations that are deeper than what do you do or where are you from? Or like, what is your secret? Because I feel like I have like been in your presence when you've picked up conversations with people and like made these connections. And sometimes I'm like, damn, how does she do that? And <laughs> I like, guess what just I happened? Want, yeah, but like, I want you to share that secret. Like aside from just being open and like your vulnerable kind of funny self, was there something else that was like the secret sauce to that group of seven women leaving there, not as strangers, but as like mm-hmm. legitimate friends who want to keep in touch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I am trying to remember kind of what happened during the dinner because when we first, you know, we were waiting a really long time for the table, standing around. I think it was just kind of the normal chit chat. And then we sat down and I think it usually starts with somebody saying something vulnerable. Yeah. I think it usually starts with somebody saying something like, they might say something about a miscarriage or my dad passed away or da, 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 something like that. Or I think on the opposite end, it can be somebody says something totally hilarious mm-hmm. and it just gets us all laughing and talking. And um, we were playing like this name game where we were all like committed to learning each other's names and we kept going around and around and around and doing the names over and over again. So there was like this sense that like we're having fun and we wanted like, we want to get to know each other really well. So I don't know. When I meet people, I think um, like an Uber driver or whoever it is, I think I'm almost trying to like surprise them. Hmm. It's almost like I'm trying because they're expecting, like I picture them having all these like ordinary, boring reactions with every, like interactions with everybody all day. Like if it's like a valet at the garage, like, yeah, here's my keys. Yeah, thanks. Like I like to... Um, interrupt the mundane and like like, to spark joy. I like to spark joy. I like to just, and even if it's literally like a three sentence interaction, just kind of surprise them with something. I have, and I've never thought about it before, so I don't know if I'm articulating it correctly. No, that's that's kind of why I asked. Like, I don't think it's premeditated, but you do have this like kind of magic way of connecting with with people because I think you see people like and that's a quality that I think more of us should have especially in our busy lives of just like constant running around and doing and like there's always an opportunity to see someone and spark joy in their day and in turn for you like I think sparking joy for others can also often be a selfish thing because it feels good to make other people happy Mm -hmm. um so yeah, not that not that I think it's premeditated, but it is something that you're really good at. Do you think it's something that I'm like interviewing now? I know interviewing you now, Amanda. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> no, but like, do you think 
you were always like this before in your corporate life? Or is it easier for you to spark that joy and see the good that could come from other people because you're doing something that you love more? Yeah. It's so funny though, too, because it's like so situational. Like when I was on the airplane, I do not like chit-chatting on airplanes because it's no, like- No, that's a little different. Oh, it's, like, it's like small talk. It's like, and you're trapped. You're trapped, you're trapped in this, you're trapped in the small, like this woman today next to me, you know how when you just get the sense that somebody, they just, they're just dying to chit-chat. Ooh. And I was just like, I cannot get my head in this, inside this book anymore than it already yeah. is. Like I was just not in the mood to chit-chat. So if, if it's funny for me, it's not always like, oh, I just want to be like striking up conversations with everybody because a lot of times I don't, but I don't know. I think, um, like, mm, like when I was at summer search, I, I felt this strange ability to connect with people in lots of different ways, lots of different people in lots of different ways. Like in the morning I would be in one of like the toughest neighborhoods in Philadelphia, talking with 16-year-olds that I didn't have remotely anything in common with, but felt a strange connection to be able to help them feel like I see you. Yeah. And then at night, I would be, you know, with millionaires trying to raise money for the kids that I had just been with that morning and also felt like it was almost like I could be a bit of a chameleon. Yeah. And kind of, I don't know, like see people where they are. I don't know. Connection chameleon. Trademark it. Connection chameleon. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's really fun. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. The um, (laughs) the story about the lady on the airplane reminded me of, do you remember in Sleepless in Seattle when the woman next to Meg Ryan on the plane is like, don't you hate flying? And Meg Ryan is like, yes. And I just told the worst lie to my fiance, blah, blah, blah. And then the woman's finally like, I said flying, not flying. Like, you're like, don't be that woman. <laughs> don't be the woman that just starts talking. But yeah. anyway, well, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to work to be more of a connection chameleon, hmm. um, inspired by you. And mm-hmm. I would love to hear, like, I love, I love seeing those like Craigslist mic- missed connections, like people that see a spark or like have an interaction that's mm. just that quick moment. It's like a rom-com. It's it's definitely mm-hmm. a meet cute. And sometimes I know that these things aren't always like real life amazing stories, but I don't know. I'd be interested to hear if anybody has had that type of um, just kind of off the cuff connection with someone that turned into like a life-changing experience or life-changing friendship or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and where good. Can, and giving ourselves all opportunities to be those connection chameleons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, tell us, give us your thoughts. We want to hear your, your thoughts. thoughts. We want to hear your thoughts, sweater you weather. From, are you from Staten Island now? <laughs> Long Island. Well, I got to get the accent ready for Colin, for Colin yeah. Jost. Oh, you know? for Colin. For right. Colin. Yes. And I apologize to anyone Colin. I just offended with my horrible. <laughs> are you from Long Island? <laughs> anyway, oh, let's take a break. And we'll we will be back. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. 
Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. We are back. And I was just telling you, Junie is snoring so loud. I have no idea. I don't think it ever comes through, which is shocking to me, but it doesn't come through on the audio. She's a snorer. <laughs> Do they have dog CPAP machines? <laughs> I was so excited to see her little face. She got a haircut while I was gone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, um, Amanda, yeah. it's that time. It's that time of the show that I ask, what is sparking joy for you? Sorry. Was that like super cheesy? <laughs> it's Amanda, now it's time. that time. It's that time, Brooke, for our Tell sparking joy portion. <laughs> Tell our <laughs> listeners what's sparking joy for you today. Oh, can I just tell you, Brooke, um, how funny it was. You and I had a conversation with a potential sponsor yesterday, yeah. and which is very exciting. We it can't say anything exciting. about that yet. But to have a business corporate conversation with somebody and continue saying listeners. I know. I was like, do really they think that we just don't know how to say like? You reminded them a couple times, like, we call them our listeners because we kept saying it. Like, it is just ingrained in me now that there's definitely going to be a time where I have a conversation with a human who has nothing, no knowledge of our podcast. And I'm going to say the word listener or listening. And they're going to be like, is that how she says it? It's like, it's like Joey on Friends. He's like, supposedly, supposedly, like, that's how you say it, right? Anyway, yeah. Supposedly. Oh, my God. I'm going to start saying it like that. Okay, one last thing, because that's completely off topic. I shared, because I was in my comedian phase, I shared when I was up on stage, because we were talking about saying no, and one of my favorite Phoebe lines of all time is, oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to. And that got such a good laugh. People were like, oh my gosh, that is officially now how I'm saying no. I love a good Phoebe, (laughs) honest to a fault. I wish I could, but I don't want to. Okay. For our Sparking Joy segment, Mm -hmm. I am so excited because I have launched a new service this week that is so me. Yeah. And it's so fun to see the response that I am getting from people that they're like, raising their hand like, yes, absolutely. Where have you been? So it's basically all about decluttering your digital life. Mm. Emails, photos, files, desktop, passwords, everything. And I just kind of put it out there in the world, not really knowing because this wasn't something that I'd officially offered before. And man, people are pumped and people are signing up. And I can't wait. So I just wanted to make sure that because this week, only through Sunday night, I'm offering special promo pricing, like introductory promo pricing. Mm-hmm. So if people if this is something people are interested in, they should definitely book before Sunday night. Um, and all they have to do is go to indigoorganizing.com slash digital. Yeah. This is I mean, I'm not signing up. But <laughs> you're like, because I know you'll help me with my iPhone I whenever I want you to. I know. I was going to say, well, I'm going to help you with your website. So yes, you're going to you help are. me for free. Yes, um, I am. But no, but I mean, it's sparking joy for me to see this, like on your behalf, to see this resonating with people. Mm-hmm. Um, like just speaking about connection and vulnerability, you shared in both your newsletter and on Instagram how having a handle on 
digital clutter, like not having digital clutter really helped you at a very difficult time when your dad was ill and you were just helping your mom and, you know, helping to tie up some loose ends both before and after he passed away. And I think this is that type of thing that I will sometimes like wake up in a panic in the middle of the Mm -hmm. night thinking Mm -hmm. like, if something happens to me, what will happen to X, Y, Z? Because so much of our lives are digital Mm -hmm. and like we don't have a paper trail and we don't want to create work for other people. We don't want to have the work dumped on us if something Mm -hmm. happens to a loved one. Mm -hmm. So not that that's the only reason to do this, um, but I think it's a really big one that's really relevant for our sandwich generation and, and just everyone who has a digital life at all, whether it's photos, emails, documents, all that good stuff. So I'm excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. It feels kind of like the ultimate, do you treat yourself a favor? Because, you know, you don't know like what's going to happen with a loved one or something like that, or with yourself and just having everything all buttoned up. I mean, with my dad, I was using that stuff all day. Like I said in my email today, like learning how to fax using an app and um, having all of his passwords saved in one password and all of the different things that I was able to do because I had sort of everything all buttoned up, not yeah. just with my stuff, but with his stuff too. So I'm excited. So that is definitely sparking joy this week, launching that service and seeing such a great response. Yay. Yay. I love it. Didn't it all. Yes. So what are you doing to do your future self a favor? So this now feels trivial after that. That's what I love about those Deeper these two things. That I they're know. Completely unrelated. Yeah. Yeah. This one's definitely unrelated. <laughs> um, but so I really recommend doing your future self a favor because this is something I have done, getting over-the-door storage. Yes. Amanda, this is actually something I think you kind of introduced me to years ago mm. with um, the little shoe organizers. The that clear you use. one? Yeah, mm-hmm. the clear yep, one that yep, yep. you use for anything but shoes. Mm-hmm. But we keep one of these downstairs on our basement door, so like the yes. inside of it that you can't see from the regular like dining room where the entrance to our basement is. And I use it seasonally. Like right now I am starting to put in the little tissue packs and I make Mm -hmm. sure everybody's sunglasses are there. And pretty soon there will be gloves and hats and scarves Mm -hmm. stuffed Mm -hmm. into those little compartments. Um, In the summertime, I put sunscreen, goggles, you know, like anything that we're grabbing on the go And it is such a great way to keep all of those little odds and ends out of the way Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and make use of limited storage space, which we live in an older house. We don't have a lot of closets. We don't have a lot of great storage areas. And that one is like such a lifesaver. I also recently got one... um, for Paige's room to Mm. tackle some of these stuffed animals, of which she has many. I've never done Uh. an actual count, but I probably should. Um, But Mm. I found one that's, like, specifically for, you know, stuffed animal storage, and it goes over the back of her bedroom door, and it has taken Mm -hmm. care of so much of the stuffed animal clutter on her floor. And she can actually see some of the stuffed animals now. So she's looking for one. Like, she can see it in this this thing. So they're really inexpensive. They're affordable ways to um, just kind of clear the clutter, keep 
track of all of those little items that may yes. not have like a great home otherwise. So do yourself a favor, get some over the door storage, and we'll link to some of the ones that we both have in the show notes. Yeah. You're reminding me because I used to use those in our townhouse and I don't think I, I think I might have one, like I keep my own little like internal container store of like stuff that I'm not using, but I might use at some point. I think it might be down there. I need to get that out, Brooke. Yeah. So I'm already thinking to myself, what I could use that right now. I got one. Graham has a ton of baseball caps, not just mm-hmm. from baseball, but like he he wears a hat every morning on, you know, the walk to school. And there was hats everywhere. We had hats on like hooks all over the place. And so I finally got him one that goes over his door. And I think it holds like, I'm looking at it now, 20 something hats, but like yeah. you could definitely double up and ultimately store like 40 hats. It's so great. It gets the hats off the floor out of my family room, the random corners that I would find hats. It's just like... I've seen people use them for cleaning supplies because they're kind of those nice narrow where you could put like those method cleaning bottles and, you know, that sort of thing. So I've seen people use it for that too. So many Uh, uses. The possibilities are endless. (laughs) I feel like we sound like a commercial. (laughs) Anyway, this was a joy. It was a joy. As always, listeners, listeners call send us an email yes and don't forget about the patreon guys because we've been getting a couple more subscribers on the patreon so where do they go brooke they go to good enough ish.com no they go to you can find everything basically on on our our website website. goodenoughish.com or you can go to patreon.com slash goodenoughish check out our adorable levels that we just (laughs) thought we were so clever um but yeah we love your support you get some little bonuses we're going to be adding more bonuses not adding more bonuses but like Pulling up our end of the bargain. Actually delivering the bonuses. Delivering those bonuses um, shortly. So, yeah, just, you know, come support the pod if you can. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.